Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. We continue our own sexy stories this week with two experiences from April 2021. First, we have an amazing night with a couple that we had both wanted to meet for a very long time that ends a bit unexpectedly. Then we try out a new playroom with Echo and Falcon. And we're back at the sex apartment. Happy Valentine's Day, sweetheart. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. We are in the sex apartment tonight recording this episode because we uh, just finished what would have been a date with a couple. Alone in the sex apartment on a Friday night. Yes. We were supposed to meet up with a couple at 10 o'clock tonight. They had been out at a concert and she had a little bit too much fun. And they ended up back at their hotel room and decided they didn't think they should be leaving that room. Mm-hmm. No plans for us, unfortunately. He, he did invite us over there, but that's not really how we do things. Definitely makes things a little awkward. This was the first time we were meeting these people, so this wasn't something we would have jumped into on a normal occasion. Mix in, you know, too much alcohol or a little too much fun, and uh, things can go not the way you want them to. And we actually make it a big point not to play with people that we feel are over the top intoxicated. I mean, people who go to a club are going to drink. You're going to be a little drunk, but when people reach that, eh, it's a little too far. We, yeah. we tend to steer clear. And this was the first time we were going to meet them. And doing that in a hotel room right after he said, yeah, she can't really leave the room. We were like, not for us. Sorry. Well, and to be clear, the conversation was a group text between all of us. They said they were headed over to meet us. And then all of a sudden the texting changed to him texting you saying that she had wanted to stay in the hotel room for the rest of the night and then offering that she was still ready to go. Both of us felt a bit uncomfortable with that idea or that thought. So uh, we just said, no, have a fun night and maybe we'll catch up with you another time. And it was funny that that happened to us tonight, given the topic of our first story. A cautionary tale. Which we are here to tell. (laughs) Yes. So we are picking up where we left off on our story time. Yep. We are now in the beginning of April 2021. Yes. So we meet Steve and Audrey. Yes. Both in our previous relationships. So I met Steve while I was with my ex-husband and you met Steve and Audrey. Technically, I didn't meet them. We talked a lot and had a date set up to meet them. Okay. But our kid problems got in the way or whatever, and we couldn't make the sporting event. So that got canceled. And then shortly thereafter, I didn't have my relationship with my ex anymore. And I I never really thought of them again much after that. But I want to go dig into the time that you met them. So when I met Steve, so me and my ex were leaving the club for the night, and we decided to kind of take the long way around to leave just so we could go down the back hallways and kind of peek into rooms and see what was happening. 
happening. Lo and behold, Steve is at the end of the hallway and he has waters in his hands. And he introduces himself to me and he says, we talked online and I really wanted to say hi to you guys, but we got, you know, we're preoccupied right at the moment. And so his wife was... So the waters in his hands... Were for his wife and their play partners gotcha. in one of the rooms. He said, oh, you know, Audrey is just down the hall in this room. Let me go get her. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't don't bother her. Let her play. He's like, I was just getting waters. And I said, okay, well, you know, we'll catch up sometime. And I said, can I give you a hug? Yeah. So he puts the waters down and gives me a big hug. My memory of him just stuck with me because he was just so kind and jovial and happy. And uh, I, I just went on to remember him being such a great guy. I would say that hug was definitely memorable because he was the only real person from your previous relationship that you were like, I'd really like to get in touch with them. Well, so we never did. And I remember telling you about meeting this guy at the club. I just really remembered him and I knew we had never gotten a chance to meet up or hook up. So I said, hey, do you know who this person is? You didn't know. And I, I think I and described him rather vaguely. So you just sat there. The, the way you described him describes about 30% of the guys at the club. <laughs> And to factor that in, it was the night you met him was a Halloween party and there were about 800 people at the club that night. So digging through the list of people that were there that matched that description, you're like, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. (laughs) And mind you, this was now almost a year later where we're trying to figure out who this person is. And we end up figuring it out Mm -hmm. and sending a message. Actually, we ended up figuring it out because... We always look at the list of people that are coming to each party that we're about to go to, and they popped up on the list, and you're like, oh my God, that's them. And that's when I put two and two together of, okay, yeah, I've already talked to them as well. Well, now we're, our profile is different yes. because now it's me and you and not our previous profile. So we reached out to him, and he ends up reaching out back and saying that he was really excited because he remembered me and actually recalled like our entire conversation in that hallway from that night. And I was just blown away and super duper flattered because he remembered just this to me was just kind of this minor interaction of just a hug and hey nice to meet you and then goodbye and he had it really stuck in his memory so it was just really cool that he had I remember the outfit you were wearing that night so I can understand why that stuck in his mind too (laughs) okay we had actually run into them at that party that we saw that they were going to be on the list And they were, once again, coming out of a room and getting ready to go home. And they're like, we got to hang out. We got to hang out. So that's why we ended up scheduling this date. Yes. And what a date it was. Because we had everything planned, right? We went out to dinner. First, they met us at the apartment. Right. They walked in. You could tell she was a little bit nervous. And she immediately suggested, hey, how about we all do a shot before dinner? Me not being much of a drinker, knowing that this could be a problem. I say, eh, no, I'm good. And hoping you'll follow suit. But you're like, I don't do that. No, no. (laughs) You jump right on in. Okay. Peer pressure. Yep. This might be the theme for the night. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. So I do a shot and then we head over to go out to eat. Yep. Dinner was choppy, a little awkward at times. He was very aggressive in making everything work because you could tell this had been something that had been on his mind for a while. Like a long time. Yeah. And he was just pushing the conversation, trying to, you're going to like her, you're going to like this. And you could tell it was a little forced and we were more like, just let it happen, just trying to lay back. But it went well. It wasn't a bad dinner. It was just not as smooth as had we just let things happen naturally. The good news is there were more drinks at dinner. Or I don't know if the good news is, but there were more drinks at dinner. Oh, a couple of drinks at dinner. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't 
crazy. And, and, going and nuts. everybody loosened up and she relaxed a little and conversation started flowing just fine. Our next stop was the comedy club where we then went to see a comedy show because we had already eaten. We're at the comedy show and we get, you know, order drinks throughout the show. Yes. Uh, so at this point, you know, if you're following the theme. If, if, if you're if you're keeping track <laughs> at home, shots. we are five drinks plus there a shot in. There was drinks at dinner and now we're drinks at the comedy club. So yeah, so drinks are tallying up quickly. Now, I'm like, this is good. Nessa just hit drink number five, which at drink number five, fun Nessa is there and ready to go. And I'm like, perfect. Comedy show time just ended. It's right around midnight. Let's head back to the sex apartment. It was abundantly clear what everybody had in mind at this point. Oh, yeah. There They're, was transitioning here was not a problem at all. That's what actually makes this story so sad because we finally didn't have trouble transitioning. Not in the least. But there was other troubles ahead. Um, we came back into the apartment. He was ready to he go. Was ready he to was go. kissing on you, touching on you. Yep. And she says, let's do some more shots. She wants to do and more I'm, shots. Yeah, I don't know. Come on, come on. We should do shots. You're like, it's okay. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This is that moment where we need to find a plant, like a fake plant that I can just like stick in a corner so the I can thing show is, my shots. You shot. were completely confident you could I have was, these shots. There would have been the no moment, dumping was, these shots out. I was you too. Were, but what I'm saying is we don't have that. I and mean, that is what the sex apartment is missing. We need a fake plant somewhere so I can dump my shots. And they're be like, yeah, it's great. I jumped in on that bandwagon too and had some more shots. Two more shots. Shot, shot, yep. shot, 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 Doing shots. We end up in the bedroom. Steve actually says, hey, wait, don't you guys have a Sibian? You quickly volunteer. Absolutely. Would you like to try it? (laughs) And she says, how about you go get on it? Yes. We head into the bedroom. This is where I, well, I should have known, but you should have known. This is the point where we should have known I was pretty drunk because typically I'm more of a, no, everybody else enjoy the Sibian. I don't have to jump on it. We own it. I don't need it. And then this time I did not do that. And you I were naked on. before you got to the the bedroom door. Yes. You jumped on the Sibian. Mm-hmm. And started riding it while she went to the bathroom to get ready. Well, to get in something more comfortable, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And you hopped on that Sibian and he and I both sat in front of you and your sexy naked ass was kissing all over him, kissing all <laughs> over me as she rolled into the room in a very sexy outfit. And what was that very sexy outfit? It was a black lacy thing that had no butt yeah and she laid down on the bed to watch you on the sibian and immediately started playing with her nipples and rubbing her pussy legs spread wide open she then sat up rolled over and laid on her stomach very close to you watching mm-hmm. that's when i said okay well you know what i should share the love so i get up off the couch and strip down to my boxers I get behind her and start rubbing her ass and he starts making comments a about how sexy you are and then turns and looks at her and says, hey, G, what do you think of her ass? How do you feel about answering that comment? I was just going to say, I feel so awkward when husbands ask me what I think of their spouse. Why is that? It's just, it's like begging me, please just compliment my wife. And it, it feels so forced coming out of me. 
But what if he wants to hear that? What if that is something of a turn on for him? Like he's like, then yeah, let it this happen. guy likes her ass. This guy loves her ass. Just, this guy. just let it ha- It's It feels so fucking forced. But like he wants to hear you say, and yeah, I, yeah, that's I get a it. fine ass. But I, it's a pretty fine ass. It, it was a very fine ass. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it wasn't hard for you to just oh, no, say, I, absolutely, that's a fine fucking ass. And, and I figured the fact that I was climbing out of the bed and burying my face in it might have been <laughs> hint number one that I was all about that ass. I know, but I'm just saying like, why you couldn't just respond. Because I know you stumbled over your words at that point. Because I wasn't ready for the... I, I, I fucking hate the question. I Okay. It, it's so fucking forced. Noted. Noted. Have you ever heard me go, oh, what do you think of Nessa? No. Just let it be. Well, I mean, then why do guys say shit like, oh, yeah, you like that cock? I mean, that's the same position it is, I'm no in. Means to say, what guys are doing at that particular moment is they feel their wife needs a confidence boost. You think They're he was pres- saying that 100%, for her? 100%. He was worried she was uneasy. You were getting the attention because you were on the Sibian and wanted me to say something to bring her back into it because he was worried she was going to bounce out of it. I didn't feel that way. 100%. I did not feel that way, though. And that is exactly why every guy does it every single time. They are trying to push their partner into being more active in it. Really? 100%. That surprises me because really honestly, in that moment, the way he said it, I would not have immediately jumped to that thought. I would have just thought he actually likes hearing, yeah, you like my wife's ass. Yeah, you and do. the like, second he the said it, way, I knew exactly yeah, what like he was doing. Cock. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> do we really have to do this? Okay. Well, okay. Noted. Moving on. So you like her fine ass. Yes. And I'm on the Sibian and I unzip his pants and pull him down so I can start going down on him. He is just, he's rearing to go. That didn't take anything but a minute or so. And then we're on the bed. I was very happy that you did not finish on the Sibian. Well, because as drunk as I was, I would have hurt myself. So it was a good thing. But you were pretty fucking turned on, so I don't know. It's just that I end up hurting myself when I'm on any kind of vibration and alcohol. I just, you know me. I I go and go and go, and then I'm hurting the next day, and I'm like, oops. So while you're doing that, I'm quickly getting her out of that outfit because well, as sexy as it was it's just in the way it is and i well i <laughs> i appreciate the outfits at the club in the bedroom i don't know if we need them here it, it's sexy to come out while you know what it would be sexy if we're having a hard time transitioning and a guest here gets up and walks in the bathroom and comes out in an outfit and fucking had, a let's do that and that it's happen. fantastic yes if you're in the bathroom Putting on something more comfortable. Someone hears you screaming on a Sibian. Let's just get in there and go. We we don't need the extra outfit. Well, I feel I'm being very critical, and I, I shouldn't are, be. I shouldn't be critical because she is fine as fuck. The outfit was no sexy. No reason she needs an outfit yes. as a cover, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. But at the same time. If that's what gets her over that hump, if that's what gets her into the bedroom feeling sexy, even if it's some small minor thing that she has in her head as a problem, then let it be. I mean, I understand. I now have her naked. She is laying on the bed, spread eagle, and you hop off the Sibian and pounce down on her vagina. Yes. And as I go down on her, Steve comes behind me. He really could not hold back. So there was very minimal (laughs) waiting. Granted, you just got off a Sibian where you were very wet and he was very hard and there was no problem sliding it right in. Yeah. 
I end up making Audrey come. Very quickly. She, to the point where she wraps her legs around your head and and takes a pillow and covers her face. Yes, covers her face with her pillow. (laughs) Yep. Steve enjoys this position very much, so he continues to do me doggy style. He fucks you a lot in this position to the point where I had to grab my phone and get a little video of this. And at the point where he's starting to get winded, he flips me over and goes to eat me out. And at this point, Audrey sits on my face. I have a great time. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you you are enjoying having your pussy eaten. You are enjoying licking her clit. And I am hard as a rock. And I say, well, time to uh, jump in here. And I take my cock and put it in her mouth. Your cock in Audrey's mouth, Audrey sitting on my face, and Steve eating me out. That yes. is just such a really I, awesome I, picture. Every, every time we can get four people connected, I'm a big it's fan. Great. But again, she is very, very easy to get off. And she starts... She, she loses wiggly. focus on the blowjob very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> she, As soon as she starts to come, she is very wiggly. So she is a little bit all over the place. So we start to change up positions to try to give everybody a little uh, new... You don't change positions. She lays down on the bed and I get between her legs and I get my turn of going down on her. Mm -hmm. And I start eating her pussy while she reaches over and starts playing with your tits. And you're trying to focus, but Steve's doing a really fucking good job eating your pussy. So you're kind of half-assed touching her tits, but very much focused on what's happening down between your legs. Steve actually ends up making me come here. Yes. Yes, he does. And this is uh, not an easy feat because I will say there was a lot of alcohol involved in this night and making me come just in general, I think is not super easy, but also me and alcohol and coming are not a combination that Mm -hmm. usually go together almost ever. So it was actually very surprising that he was able to make me come the way he did. Yes. But you were quite happy. You're watching me go down on Audrey and you roll over and start making out with her. And while I continue to eat her pussy and she comes at that moment too. Yes. This is about the time where things are starting to take a little bit of a turn for me. Yes, but Audrey is not done. She is not done. And She's just getting started. She had to be. seen that we have a handful of dildos here in this apartment and she wanted to fuck you with one of them. Yep. So she grabs it and says, I'm going to fuck you with this and he's going to eat your pussy while I do it. And Steve goes, let me just watch you do that. And she said, you're going to eat her pussy while I do <laughs> Fine. Get it in there and start going. And then I'll, she said, get over here. Today. There were things she wanted to see and wanted to do. And she was taking control. And I fucking Very loved firm. it. Yes. I loved it. He never ended up eating me out at the same time. She did use the dildo on me. But me and Steve ended up just kind of making out during that entire You guys were making out. She was fucking you a little bit with a dildo and said, oh, my God, this is hot and told me to grab her phone so she could take a picture of it. (laughs) So she gets a picture of that and then says, all right, I want to see you fuck her again. Steve picks you up 
rolls you over doggy style, and he slides his cock in you. She turns around and backs her ass up into me, and I start fucking her doggy style in the bed. Here's where shit goes south a little. The flipping over and then going into that doggy style position, probably for the several times that I had, this was... (laughs) This was the straw on the camel's back. Yep. <laughs> he was fucking away and he was smacking my ass. He was slapping me so hard. And I remember Audrey saying, oh my gosh, you can't hit her that hard. <laughs> and I remember thinking in my head, it's not that hard. What is she talking about? You weren't thinking that in your head. You actually said it out loud. Did I say it out you loud? You said, it's, that's fine. He can do it harder. And I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> That's where things changed. That's when Nessa, for the first time I've ever heard, said, I need a break. Hang on. (laughs) And you kind of fall forward and just lay down. And he just falls to the side and goes, oh, yeah, I could use some water. Yeah, And starts drinking a water that we had there. And she goes, Nessa, I think you should drink some water, too. And Steve goes, no, she's fine. And she goes, nope, Nessa needs some water. And starts feeding you water and says, you know what? Let's take a 10-minute break here and we'll pick this back up. How about you have some water, sweetie? Yeah, I was not good. No, you were not good. (laughs) I'm one who prides myself on not being a puker, but this was not one of those nights. I was very proud. (laughs) (laughs) She noticed pretty quick that things were going downhill and she went into mama bear mode. (laughs) Yes, she did an amazing job at taking care of me. And he was very concerned once he realized that I wasn't well. Yes. Uh, Once I noticed that you weren't well, I ran into the other room and got a bag and came running back just in the nick of time. Just in the nick of time. (laughs) And I I will say it does kind of kill the sexy vibe as the hot naked chick is throwing up in the bag. (laughs) I mean, unless you're into that kind of thing. But unfortunately, I don't think anybody here was. And I'm definitely not. So (laughs) wasn't going to work for me. Yeah, what started out to be a really fun night, really just a fun way to be with somebody that we had met or that I had met a year ago and that I was very excited to hang out with. All that excitement and fun just built up and it was a little too much fun. And she immediately felt so bad for the shots because I I, I may have said, yeah, this is why I was suggested no shots. No shots. And she felt bad, and that's and she she insisted but on taking care of you. it's not her fault. No, I should have known I, better. I, I should have stopped myself. I'm not pointing any fingers at all at anybody. What happened was just me getting wrapped up in the moment and not counting and not being aware. You know, I really couldn't have asked for better people to have. No, and she gotten took sick around. Asked to care of you. Yes, she really. She got me a wet washcloth. Put a wet washcloth on my hand. She wouldn't even. She didn't even want us to leave. No. No, she she we, was insisting that you just go to sleep there, and I was like, uh, "We have to go home. The kids are with the babysitter, and, and we, we need to need take to them go to dad's yeah. tomorrow morning. This can't happen." Yeah, yeah. So obviously, we don't live at the sex apartment, so no. <laughs> so we had to leave, and she was like, "No, she can't go anywhere until she's better." And so they were just it, really amazing. It took amazing. me and him convincing her that hey, while we appreciate what you're doing, she'll be. Okay. We need to get her in the car and get out of here. I managed. I, you I did. did. Once I got you to the car, you were all right. You you were a little embarrassed by it, but I was mostly embarrassed by it. Yeah, yes. that was that was the hardest part, and it still is to this day the hardest part to overcome from 
the entire situation is they bring it up when we see yes. them now and they love they, you know they, they love they hanging bring it out up and, and apologize every all the time. time and i'm always the one then in this situation where i'm like well no wait i should be apologizing to you guys i shouldn't have let myself get that far such a bummer to end such a fun night that way because i'm sure it would have ended on such a fun note had that not of yes the case but being the get back on the horse couple that we are, the very next week we head back to the club. <laughs> yes. Shocker. And even more of a shocker, we are with Echo and Falcon. Double shocker. <laughs> Ooh, double shocker. That sounds sexy. <laughs> only to you. <laughs> Fuck that only to me. It is a prohibition throwback kind of gangsters party. I can't remember what she called it, but we did not have anything to dress in. So we dressed in your typical club attire, but Echo and Falcon went all out with him in his suit with the vest and Echo, Echo in, in her flapper dress. dress. Yes. yes. Yeah. She's so cute. And with her little feather her, oh, hair piece. I forget about that. Yes. Yeah. Which was on the side, which is They love cute. a theme. And yes, they really do. They, they go, go all, all out. out. And I absolutely <laughs> love that. I know. I agree. Not a big crowd that night. No. I don't even think we did a pre-party that night. We're hanging out. Spent most of the night hanging out with Echo and Falcon doing laps. We had reached the point in both our journey and Echo and Falcon's journey of trying to knock all the different rooms off of our list. <laughs> yes. In the club that we typically go to, there are 18 play areas in the back, plus two additional play areas out front by the dance floor. And it is very typical for people to go and play back in the back, where all the other playrooms are, and very rarely does anybody go, oh, hey, let's use these rooms by the dance floor. Well, and they're also off to an area that dead ends, yeah. you know, so you don't really go in that direction unless right. you're specifically going to those rooms. And so our it's easy to play. forget that. Those rooms are there. Our method of play is typically, hey, you guys want to go look around the back and see what's going on. And then we walk around in circles until one of the four, six, eight, ten of us says, uh, so are we getting a room or what? Or starts walking into a room randomly like this hey, one looks what, good. What, what's in here? <laughs> but on this evening, after lots of discussions and tours around the back, we all said, hey, we haven't tried those rooms Back by the dance floor. Let's go see what's going on over there. We end up in the room back behind the DJ booth. Correct, yes. Being right behind the DJ booth, A, it is excessively loud in this room. I mean, you wouldn't think it, yeah. but... <laughs> B, this room in the middle of the summer is fantastic yes. because the air conditioning is blasting in this room. Yes. In April, it is not that warm outside and it is blasting in that room still, so it is cold. Very. But we were on a mission, damn it. We were on and a mission. we were there to play in that room. Yes. I'm very cold intolerant, by the way. <laughs> that makes two of us, which is why I always wear my socks. <laughs> Nothing sexier than cold feet touching you in the middle of sex. <laughs> this is true. So, so we get into the cold room. We start making out. Not with which, each other. No. I'm with a Falcon. You're with Echo. Yes. Which the four of us are incredibly compatible kiss-wise. Yes. We do it a lot. <laughs> well, and it's actually funny because when me and Falcon kiss, we typically f finish up before you and Echo finish. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those really weird things that we both now bond over where we just are finished. So we both stare at you guys while you guys finish up kissing. <laughs> and what's funny is that from time to time, we are cognizant of that and try to wrap it up early. <laughs> And then turn and look at you guys, and you're still kissing. Okay, cool, we're good. And then we start up again, and by that point, hey, sorry. And then inevitably, <laughs> you're still not done. So uh, yeah. 
It just it cracks me up that we we're always like, oh, there he goes, <laughs> and there she goes. They're just okay. It is what it is. Sit it's... here and tap our fingers and <laughs> kissing is one of my favorite parts of the lifestyle. I absolutely enjoy it. It is definitely the way that I get into a, an event. I know that kissing is a big turn on for you, and it was this night as well. Yeah. And we are making out and your dress quickly comes off and Falcon quickly lays you down on the bed and starts going down on you. While Echo and I are making out, she is rubbing my cock through my pants and I have my hand up her little flapper dress and she is unbuckling my pants, pulling them down and quickly dropping to her knees to start sucking my cock. So the bed actually takes up most of the it room is a very small in room. this room. So even though I'm like laying on the bed and Falcon's there, it's like he's taking up a large chunk of the space off the side of the bed. So I just remember you and Echo kind of in the corner, but it was it's just a small space. Even though the bed is what the bed must be a full size bed, but it really almost comes to the walls on either side of the bed. So you really don't have much much space on either side of the bed. And Anyways. it's funny you mentioned that we were off in the corner because there's a shade that pulls down over the big window that goes into this room, mm-hmm. which was down, but it's kind of off the wall a little. And uh-huh. being in the corner, I'm looking towards the shade and I see a group of four people trying to tell if there's anybody in the room and they're just kind of looking through the crack in the shade looking towards me <laughs> it took me right out of it instantly and glory was, whole trauma room <laughs> basically trauma. exactly and, it, and and that's exactly what i thought back to at the moment <laughs> yes. and i instantly started going oh fuck i'm going to have a problem <laughs> yeah and then the cold hits me and i'm like oh fuck i'm gonna have a problem <laughs> really have a problem <laughs> and i was like oh shit and echoes sucking away and i'm going oh my god stay hard stay and well the best way to ensure that you don't stay hard is to tell yourself to stay hard yeah that too (laughs) (laughs) so i pull her back up and say you know what got me there the first time us making out so let's get back to it yep so we start making out again while falcon grabs condom and And, yep as falcon's getting the condom on i'm rolling over putting my ass in the air Getting ready for doggy style position. It's you're a good girl. <laughs> it actually seemed the most legit position for that small space. And it made sense. And by this point, I had shifted Echo and I over to in between the window and the bed where, okay, now I can no longer see the people trying to look in the window. Maybe I can get this out of my head. <laughs> I cannot. Falcon continues to fuck me doggy style for a little while. And And you guys are facing us, so you keep looking up at me, and that definitely keeps things moving in my direction. And Echo drops back down and starts giving me a blowjob again. And I'm watching you get fucked, getting one of Echo's amazing blowjobs. So I am getting right back there. When I say getting right back there, I didn't get all the way there yet. And guys, let me tell you, one of the biggest mistakes we can make is trying to put a condom on a not-quite-there-yet cock. Oh, no. I mean, the goal was to use this room. Right. Damn it, we were going to use that room. (laughs) So I grab a condom and put it on my not-quite-there-yet cock, bend Echo over the bed, and start trying to slide in from behind her. Very wet. Shouldn't be an issue. But now all I'm thinking is, oh, fuck, it's not all the way hard yet. Oh, yeah, remember when those people were watching behind me? Oh, wait, and gone. And I felt horrible. (laughs) So we start making out again. Where we were finishing up at that point. Yes. And it was a it was a very quick experience. And again, the goal was to use the room and we kind of, I mean, you guys did. We checked the box. Yes. 
We were in there. We have a story from that room. So yes. That, that was a bonus. Yeah. But you know what? It happens. I don't think any of us walked out of that room. I know for sure that Echo did not walk out of that room dissatisfied. No. And I mean, any time that she and I could make out is a great time and we're both very happy. But the biggest topic of conversation that night was this podcast because we had informed them that we were very eager to do this. And that we really wanted them to be our first guest yes, and to kind of feel it out with us and start that journey with us because they really started our journey in the lifestyle and then they started our journey in the podcast and then they married us. Yes. And so they are very amazing friends of ours. They, I can't say enough amazing things about them. In more ways than just fuck buddies. Yes. I mean, but they're good at that too. But. They, yes, yes, they are. <laughs> but I want to stop our journey discussion here because the next time that we get together with another couple is in fact also Echo and Falcon two weeks later after we record their first episode for the podcast. And that's a really fun night that we had with them. Yes. So what that means is that every story from here on out happens while we have been recording the podcast. But every story up to this point was before we started recording this podcast. And my God, did we have a lot of fun getting to that point. Yeah, we sure did. I can't believe that all those stories happened before the podcast. It's It was a a, a busy fucking year. Yeah, fucking year, you know, for real. It was, it was literally... A fucking a year. year from <laughs> the point that we started in the lifestyle and decided, hey, let's try this out. Yeah. To the point that we decided to start the podcast. It's been a hell of a journey. Sure has. I've, I've, I hope I've it continues every, to be a hell of a journey. It sure will. And Don't it talk about it like and, that. Well, the, it <laughs> had been a hell of a journey to that point. Yeah. And we were very excited to share our stories with you guys. And more specifically, share the stories of all of our friends and people we have met. Yeah. Because everybody seems to have a different story. And you know what's really fun is that what we're learning, at least with this season, and kind of when we're touching back with all of our friends, is that quite a few of our friends were starting off their journeys when we met them. So we were all kind of in this same boat together. Mm -hmm. So we've gotten a chance to really watch their journeys fluctuate and change and become what they are today. And our journey has done the same thing, but all of us all in different directions and branching off to things we are trying out new or, you know, just going down paths we never thought we would. So it's been really fun just to document not only our journey, but other people's journeys as well and, and see the changes. And I love the fact that our friends actually will go back and listen to their episodes to remember some of the to shit that they've done. Stuff, yeah. So it's, and to be honest, it's also one of the reasons why I love meeting new couples as they come into the lifestyle. Yeah. Just so we can share and be part of that journey with them and see that growth and see where they go. I agree. I think it's nice to meet somebody when they're first starting out and be able to be an ear for them to either bounce ideas off of, vent to, or even be, you know, a sounding board for things they're running into in the lifestyle. And it's always kind of nice to be asked a question here oh, or there. I love it. Although sometimes I feel like we're kind of bad at answering in a very direct way because I always feel like, no, you don't know what their life is like. You right. can't really tell them what to do. We, we do give a hell of a lot of options. <laughs> when someone <laughs> asks just a question. Good at, but, yeah. but we do, I, I really enjoy being asked questions. But or, that's because everybody's journey is different. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know. 
we make it clear as we're answering that question that, hey. Well, this is what we might do. That's not what you have to do. But we also know so many other people's stories. We say, or, but this is how this happened for them. And this is how this happened. And it's all in what you make it. Yeah. Anyways, we're not ending anything right no, now. I mean, not this, at all. this sounds like a like a goodbye <laughs> thing, no, this doesn't is, it? <laughs> no, this is quite the opposite. This is actually the these were the stories that got us that, to this point that made us and want to share them. Now they we were... have to keep sharing all the stories that have happened since we started recording this well, podcast you almost say, 2 years ago. We've had so many great stories that it was hard not to find an outlet to share them and this was our outlet to share them and those stories of our friends as well because we just enjoyed so many many aspects of the lifestyle, not just our sexy stories, but also our friendship stories. Exactly. And this podcast gave us that opportunity. We do have a lot more stories to come and a lot more adventures from the two years following that. Yes, we still have plenty of of fun things to share. And if you haven't had a chance yet, it would be fantastic if you guys would take a second to give us this. Five stars would be great. You don't feel we deserve five. Four is fine, but five is still great. (laughs) And feel free to reach out to us if you ever have any questions or comments, critiques, if you will. We do love getting emails. Our email address is humpdayquickies at gmail.com. And we do make it a point to answer every single email that we get. And you can follow us or DM us or whatever on um, Twitter or Instagram as well. Yes. Also humpdayquickies. Yep. Yeah. So I'd like to commend you on the wonderful notes that you've taken on all of our sexy adventures up until now. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. And I hope you guys appreciate it as well as we were able to give you some very detailed. Yes, you wouldn't have the details if it weren't for G taking very good notes after our experiences in the lifestyle. But we will give you a little bit of a heads up and a warning that soon our notes are not as good. A lot of it comes down to when I actually start writing the notes. Yes, because usually you do it either that very night or the next day. It it is up to the point that we are here. Yeah. It had been that very night and making sure things were spot on. But when we started the podcast, I wasn't exactly sure how quickly we were going to relay stories. When we first started, we didn't think we were going to go chronologically. Well, and we didn't even know that our stories were going to be a very big part of the podcast. We were very focused on getting other people's stories. Yes. And the feedback that we got was everybody loved hearing our stories, especially when we had stories with the videos that I had of you and I could include your sounds. Yes, those were very popular. As a matter of fact, they still continue to be our most popular episodes to date. And I can understand why. That's the problem with me get being so much more active. I don't get that many more videos. I know. And that's true. You did start becoming more active in our play sessions since we started the podcast mm-hmm. versus when we first started in the lifestyle. You were more of a sit back and watch guy. And, and I, I don't think the two correlate that it was the podcast no, that did there, it. it. Yeah, was, it was just the timing yep. in our journey. That's when you started that playing. really more. ramped it up. Yep. And like I told you, it's not that easy when you're <laughs> participating in it to remember all of the details as you might think you do get sex brain for sure (laughs) i mean blood is not going directly to my brain okay it's going other places first definitely my yes (laughs) (laughs) thanks for joining us for a hump day quickie we hope this brought you some midweek excitement if you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. <laughs>